Okay. Is it working? Do you have your I phone out? I'm going to grab my laptop. I knew I was missing something for the preparation. Oh, to see if it's actually going live. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because last time we didn't we didn't get it running. <laughs> yeah, what a different than lighting, eh? It was oh, a fail. Last time we, we, oh, we yeah. pressed start stream, everything was working, everything was fine. But then it just didn't show up on YouTube. I think it is working. Oh. D. Oh, did you go live? Yeah, it's working, bro. Oh, my way, we, <laughs> we are sorted. We're actually operating. Good for us. I'm going to go check if it's actually... But oh, yeah, I think it is working. We're live, Maya. Yeah. We're live, Oh, yeah. Cool. So, obviously, like, we, we're going to be talking about, like, father figures and how they kind of influence us as we grow up and who we become and everything along those lines. But... I don't know if, if you just want to start Ordua, like maybe you could just share, because I don't know your story as well, you know, like, yes, yes. Um, if you could just like share with us a little bit about like how you grew up and sort of the dynamics of your yes. home situation. All right. Um, hi guys. Um, my name is Ordua. I'm from East London. Um, so basically just a bit about my story. Um, I do have a father who's present in my life. Um, he's just not present the way I want to be present um, in my life. Um, and in terms of that, I'm relating to emotional support, you know, and being physically present throughout your journey as a kid, because I feel like having a father present in your life um, is very important for development in who you become as a man, because I feel like you need to have a male role model um, so that you know what you look up to as well. But luckily for me, I had a very strong mother who was always present. Um, so I'm very grateful about that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense, bro. Like, was um was your dad around for your, your childhood? Um, he was around for the early years. So let's say maybe till I was about four or five. Uh, we lived together, me, my father, my mother, and then obviously because of work, um, they relocated and we came back to East London to live with my granny, and I've been with her since. Um, so I had obviously more contact with her, my mother, and my dad was very busy, so it was up and down. So he wasn't like really stable in one place. He'd move around every like third, fourth year. And that obviously isn't good for my development in terms of school. So obviously as a man gets older, you need to have that figure in your life to guide you a specific way. Because as men, as young boys, you look up to our fathers a lot. And having that specific figure absence in your life or not present the way you want it to be can affect you to a certain extent. Yeah. No, I hear you. But um, to touch on that, um, yeah, me and him actually reconnected properly again in... I think in 2015, 2016, when I got a bit older, I was in university, we started spending more time together, you know, making means to see each other, but there still wasn't that factor, you know? If I was going through something, it's not something that I could pick up the call and say, hey, dad, I'm going through this, you know? Yeah. That person was my mom, and I think I needed that specific aspect from him growing up, even now that I'm older. So I still need that, you know? You still, so, yeah. Do you still feel like there's something like, did you feel like there was something missing though? Did it feel, like when you were growing up? Did it feel like was it very was it a big part of like your psyche? Like oh he's not there. Like was it very noticeable? Or was it just now looking back where you're like oh wow he actually wasn't there and it affected me in these certain ways? Or were you very conscious yeah. of what was happening? No, definitely, definitely, I can say that um, because I mean we obviously go to school with friends and we all come from different backgrounds, uh, different family structures. So, you know, you go to a school, um, playing a sports game, you see your friend's parents are present, you know, the father and mother, 
and you ask yourself, where's my dad? You know, and you start to understand, you start to wonder, why isn't he present? You know, yeah. um, but the older you get, you start to understand it's not necessarily me. It's more about the father because it's a personality trait that they need to develop and work on being present for their kids. But I think getting older, I became aware of that. And I didn't bear myself because when I was young, I used to cry, you know, be hysterical and start to think that maybe it's my fault. Yeah. But then luckily my mom always reassured me that it's not my fault. So I think that helped me a lot. Yeah, so like, I just yeah. wanted to get uh, to clarify there. So were your parents like still together? Were they still together? And was he still like, you knew him well, but he just wasn't there. He was just busy with other things. Yes. He didn't make you. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so they were married um, the earlier years of my life and they divorced when I was in grade six, grade seven, which is 2008 and seven. Right. Um, and he's, he's always been present in terms of supporting me financially, but that's never enough. You know, you need to have someone that's going to be there to give you advice, guide you. Because, yeah, yeah. support. Because as guys, we can't always speak to our mothers about certain things. We need to speak to our fathers yeah. as well, you see. So it's, it's a tricky conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, you know, like the, for me personally, I was very blessed to have both my parents still married and yeah. living in this living in the same house um you know but for, for they were basically very focused on their children for the younger years and then from when i was about 12 13 they started to f- sort of focus more on like their own personal lives and sort of mm-hmm. focus more on building their own businesses and stuff like that so yes, there yes. was there was kind of a, a a switch a switch up of things you know because that you know how you you say these days like the millennials are, are snowflakes and they get uh, like looked after you know like i was i was very yeah. much like coddled for lack of a better word you know what i mean? like yes i was i was protected by my uh, my mom and my dad and my dad you know he was a very good father to me like he took me fishing he did like really great things but then it yes. changed you know and when it changed it was like that made made it more prominent you know what i mean it was it was a lot more noticeable <laughs> So when I when I started getting towards like high school, for most of my high school sort of career, he was very focused on uh, building his business, you know, because yeah. and in his idea and in his mind, he was providing for the family and he was showing love in that way, you know. But yes, like, and we still he was always there. He was always in the house, but we'd always just miss each other. Like he'd leave for work as I'm waking up, and he'd come home mm-hmm. maybe when I'm finished with sports, and then he'd be tired and he'd want to sit on the couch. Um, he wouldn't really want to do anything, you know, so like he was there, but he wasn't there, if that makes sense, you know, he was, he was always physically there, but it's not like I could just go up to him and talk about very personal things because he wouldn't even know the whole story. Like I wouldn't be able to say like, Hey, my friend, this and that, he would be like, who's that? Like, you wouldn't really understand, you know, if someone's not there all the time, just being in their proximity makes you feel closer to them. But if someone isn't there constantly, then you don't feel like you can talk to them about personal things, you know, like I could speak to him about questions about business and about different things. But when it came to very emotional, very personal things, it was my mom. It wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't my father. Yeah. Yeah. So now you see, I actually want to ask you because you did say that your father was very present in your earlier years, like till you were 13. Um, it was the same for me, but obviously for me, it was like till I was like six, seven. Do you think having that figure present for such a long time in your developmental years, did it make a significant impact in how you have gone up to become a man? 
Yeah. Uh, so when you when you grow up, I think as as babies, you the first people you look up to are uh, the people in direct contact to you. So even if it's that's obviously for me, it was my parents because they raised me. But if if you know you don't have parents or something, then it's whoever is around you the most. You're gonna you're gonna mimic them because that's like survival. You know what I mean? That's you mimic and you look up to the people who are raising you. So my father being there, he was like my hero. You know, like everything he did, I I saw him as the male. I'm the, I'm a male child. This is how I behave. I copy him. You know what I mean? You basically you copy paste, and that's how you get along. Um, and then growing up, you know, well, as you get older, you start to look back and you 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 meet other guys, you meet other parents, um, and you you realize like you know everyone's human and your parents aren't that perfect. You know, like I'm sure we all kind of remember the first time we realized like our parents made a mistake or they they yeah. they told us something that was the truth but it actually was a lie, you know, or something like. I mean, we realized like they're actually human and they're not perfect. So it's like there was there was kind of a time where it's like. You realize first of all, like like, it's probably not the best thing to just copy paste someone one hundred percent, because then you also got to find your own feet and you got to become your own person as well. So you can't just yes. copy somebody, but definitely it played a big role in who I am as a person because he taught me a lot of things about like handyman skills, um, and I'm very happy that I have those skills. And he, he taught me certain things about working hard and stuff because he went through challenges. Um, he had a child when he was nineteen. Um, so that's 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 younger than me, you know. So like I would be looking after a child now, and I can't even comprehend that. He was working twelve-hour night yeah. shifts in a factory. Like, he worked hard, you know, and like he ended up having like a, a big uh, company of his own, you know. So like he's he's definitely somebody who who has a lot of admirable traits. Um, but as as far as it comes with, um, you know, there's there's certain things that would have meant more to me specifically, like. It would have meant more to me if he was at every sports game as opposed to, you know, providing and like growing a business. But to him, it was it was the opposite. He would rather have the business and me ha me understand that he's not there because of that, you know. But I think if, if you're going to be a parent, like this parenting advice, I'm, I'm not a parent, whatever. But I think you should just speak to your children. And you should ask them, like, what would mean more to them? Like, yeah because you can't now now say you're doing something for the child if it's not what the child actually wants true i wonder can i reverse the question to yeah, you because uh yeah reverse i, know, like, I, I was gonna say reverse few, <laughs> in a reverse card <laughs> i read like a few articles and i was listening to this yeah. podcast by this other guy and um his father died when he was very young mm. and he was speaking about how it impacted his discipline because you know obviously your mother's going to be there for that emotional support, like you guys were saying, which means that we, you, we would have developed our emotional side so that we can speak about, identify our emotions, yeah. you know, like feel them, experience them. Mm. So um, you it's spoke about how the male figure in a parentship teaches you discipline and grit, that hard work. So That's very how do you feel that affected you? Did it affect your discipline anyway? Or oh. how did it affect you as a whole? It's, um, I wouldn't say it affected me that much um, because as much as he wasn't present, he did teach me a lot of things. Hard work, discipline, because the small amount of time we had together, he always, you know, instilled in me, you must work hard, you need to be disciplined, you know, need to have integrity. That's what he taught me, you know, when he spent time with me. But also at the same time, my mom would also try her best to make sure that what my dad taught me, she would make sure that I actually did that, you see. So 
he wasn't he wasn't a terrible father. It's just that emotional side that I actually needed okay. wasn't present. Okay. You see, but I'm I'm grateful that he also did teach me those few things that I still hold dearly to my heart till this day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, you go. That discipline thing's a, a big one. You you like you clicked off something in my head, bro. You like you set off memories of of me like misbehaving and and acting like you know a brat basically when I was with my mom <laughs> and. You know, I don't know why it is, but you you just, as a male, you're, you respect a, an older male more than you respect an older female. I don't know why I'm not saying that's correct, but it just is what you do, you know. Like, doesn't mean you don't yeah, know your mom, but yeah, yeah, you just respect the authority <laughs> of an older male more. So she'll be like, do you want me to tell your dad what, what you did? Or then I'd be like, no, please, please. Like, you know, you get so scared because you don't want to disappoint your father. I don't know why. It's just you don't want to do that, right? Because... You know yeah. how you, you place them on like a pedestal, like older men, because you know mm. you look up to them and like how they res- like they're respectful and they're strong and all of this and that. And you aren't there yet, you know. You haven't even like gotten anywhere near puberty. You're still this like weak little baby, you know. Like you, your voice is squeaky. You're still like emotional and like this little child. Mm. Um, but then you just you you're so much more afraid and like I think it definitely helps to have a a male father figure. With regards to teaching you uh, discipline and behavior. Yeah, definitely. And um, just to go back earlier to what you said um, about our parents thinking that them giving us, you know, like spoiling us, you know, building a business is what we want. I think we also need to understand our generation is different from our parent generation. Um, They receive things differently. And, you know, for our fathers, for them, you know, receiving money and being at the end of the house and providing for them that was enough and they felt as if it was the mother's responsibility to look after the child while they bring food home you see so it's it's very tricky because you can't blame them to a certain extent because it's how they were brought up but it doesn't make it right at the same time Mm. so i'm hoping that us as fathers in this generation we're going to learn from what our parents did wrong and take what they did correctly and apply that to our kids in the future because we have to be the change essentially True. Yeah, we have to be the change. I, I have a different view to you guys, though. It's true. Yeah. I don't personally think that was wrong. Like, uh, I can share a similar story to you, Brad. Uh, as I got older, obviously, my dad wanted to focus more on work. So he's not around as much, as you were saying. But I don't necessarily, necessarily see that as a bad thing, dude. Because I think it, it was my point of development where he had to kind of step back a little bit mm. and go focus on his own thing so I can turn into my own person and so that I can build my discipline because you don't want your dad to be there like picking the bolts every day because you didn't do your math homework dude. Like yes. you need to get to a point where you're gonna do it yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't see it as that bad of a thing personally. Yeah that's that's actually true. I didn't think of it like that. Because I mean once we point, get to bro. puberty, preteens, teenagers, that's when you start to become your own person. Um, you start to become independent. Yeah. And as much as your father's gonna be busy, he'll always come back home and if you're like out of line, always bring you back into line. I'm sure that's how it was for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's what we need as men, because we're different from girls, especially when we're young. We're very, you know, we're very wild. You, want to you definitely things. need somebody to guard you because you're just gonna become a yeah. wild animal if if you're yeah, a young. If you like, obviously, you know, like some people have dominant feminine energy, so like that's all mm. cool. We're not really necessarily talking about that. But if your dominant energy is masculine. 
you're gonna be like a wild animal and if no one's there yeah. to like pull <laughs> the whip and to like control you to tell you how to behave you know you'll be you'll run mm. wild you'll just do whatever the f- the fuck you want <laughs> like but um like you're saying bro like it's it's good that it's a, a good point to to not judge your parents um you know and like i'm actually very very grateful for everything in my life because obviously i wouldn't change even you know a dust particle five years ago because you just don't know the ripple effects of certain things like i wouldn't change anything true, because true. i love who i am right now and i love the person i'm becoming so I wouldn't change anything about the way I grew up and the way my parents did anything because it's made me who I am, like in some way or another, you know, and they, at at the basis of everything my parents did, even though they've made thousands of mistakes, you know, like just like any human being does, at the basis of all of it was love and good intentions. So at at the basis of it, if, if that basis of love is there, then you, then it's, it's easier to understand and to forgive somebody when they don't do something the way that you think it should be. You know, so yeah, you shouldn't judge somebody because at the basis of it, everyone's just doing the best they can with the information that they have. He's doing, he's doing more than what he thought his dad did for him. He's doing what he's trying to, he's compensating for his lack that his dad didn't do. You know what I mean? Like his dad was a, he had a, he had a very uh, difficult time, you know, like his dad was like a mechanic. Um, he was the only child and everything, um, and like there's just certain dynamics that he overcompensated for but then he left out certain things with, with with maybe me you know and like i'm just very grateful for everything you know so like when i when i speak about how um i didn't get this and didn't get that it's with the understanding that i wouldn't change it because <laughs> it obviously made me who i am you know so and even yeah. like you said damien it's like there does come a time and place where you, you need to um you know you need to put on like back tie your own tie like you're becoming a man now you know like you, your dad doesn't need to be your wing, to do that for you mm. he's not supposed to tie your shoes for you every single day he's not supposed to crack the whip and tell you to do your homework you're supposed to become a man yourself you're supposed to be able to and like i think he did see that i was doing that you know he could see that i was doing decently at school he could see that i had friends he could see that i was playing sports um and like if it's also if i had a problem with him not being there it's also I'm, I can't blame him for not reading my mind, you know. Like mm, if I if I didn't go to him and I say like, look, if I didn't talk to him about my feelings, that's my, also my fault, you know. Um, but obviously, as a child, you don't necessarily know that. But there's, there's just so many different angles to come at this from. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's, it's not black and white, you know. It's it's a very complex situation and. With that being said, it's making me think, you know, we all of us, we're very lucky we had our fathers in our lives. Um, and what I'm thinking now is, you know, the topic is fatherless. How do you guys have any friends, you know, that don't have present fathers in their lives? And how do you think that might have affected them? It's a good question. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult. I can't, you know, I don't want to say I don't have any friends who don't have fathers because um, I think I, I think I do have one or two, but they were raised by like other people. But like one thing comes to mind um, is like because my sister, she her her uh, biological father wanted nothing to do with with her at all. Like he only met her I think like three years ago when we went to my mom's one party or whatever. But my dad basically like raised her like they grew up together from when she was four. 
So my dad um, was her father, but she 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 never had her biological father around at all, like ever, not even for like a day. They, they never met until she was like 20, I think. Um, and, yeah. you know, she's okay with it, but I think deep down there's there's some unanswered questions. You know, there's there's questions that she she's like, you know, like, and she she can understand it on an intellectual level. It's not her fault. You know, it's it's like, it's a decision he made. He didn't even like know her. But there's there's gonna be some sort of feelings of like, um, like what's it called? Not rejection, but like you know, feeling unwanted and like, for some reason, you know, like you would have been a burden to that person's life, and they didn't want anything to do with you. Like that, I think that 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 carries some weight. Um, it definitely does. I was I was gonna say I've got a very good friend that grew up without a father, and um, he handled it like very well. So I can't necessarily say somebody that has yeah. major issues from it. And I'm sure there are people too. Like it's a it's a big tragic burden to to be born into, you know. Yeah. But um, I think also like granted, you are gonna have a little bit of. Uh, commitment issues uh, go from what you were saying Brad because you are going to feel like you were unwanted and that like you're yeah. burdening in his life so I think that is one way it might impact people as a whole but also that's just from what I've observed and seen because I can't personally relate to that yeah. so I just want to pick it up there also can't personally yeah. like, speak speak on on regards of those people you know but like if if from my perspective there's one thing I want to say, and I don't know if this is ignorant of me to say this, you know, but like, I just want to like, if I can say anything to you and if this does come across in the right way, I hope it does, but I hope you don't see that as like a disadvantage in your life. You know, like I hope you don't see this as my father was never there. So I can't this, or my father was never there. So I had nobody to, uh, to, to give me that discipline or I had nobody for this and, and this and that. And it goes back to how we were talking about, you don't know how things play out. Because the way, like, if my father had been there at every single moment where in my mind I wanted him to be there, then maybe I'd still be really dependent on him now at 20. Maybe I'd still go for him for every every problem that I'm having right now, you know? Maybe I'd, st- like, there's advantages and disadvantages to everything. And, like, mm. if, if in life you're going to focus on the things that are lacking and the things that weren't there, then you're naturally gonna feel like there's like there's there's holes in your life, you know. Like there's there's always gonna be something that wasn't there or something that wasn't quite right. But if you can just switch your mindset to focus on like what that brings on the back end, you know, um, like maybe you're gonna be an, an an amazing father now because you had a bad father or no father, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And you know, to share my story with you guys, um, I've got a lot of friends. Um, and families, um, you know, family members that don't have their fathers in their life, you know, they're still alive, but they just, they're just not present. And for me, I think for some people, obviously it depends because people aren't the same. And it's, it's quite evident that the father wasn't present um, in a sense that there is that lack of trust and there's a lack of commitment, what you're speaking about, because your parents weren't present in your life. So you, you always have questions why. Why weren't you in my life? Is something that I did, you know? But as much as you grow older, I still think it plays on your psyche. It really does. I mean, I think it's like it's granted as well. Like I said, like it's a it's a big tragic mm-hmm. thing. I don't think there's anyone that has 
experience for the issues that came out completely unscathed. Yes. Like there's something somewhere along the line that is going to affect yeah. you somehow. And I think with that, um, I think one thing I can definitely give advice to people is in those situations, you can't run away from those issues because your father will always be your father, whether you hate him or you like him. That won't ever change. And I think people need to start considering other options of dealing with that trauma when you were, when you were a child, you know? Speaking to someone that you trust, you know, seeing a psychologist, I really think it genuinely helps because you speak to someone who's actually skilled and versed in the brain, understand how emotions work, and they help you navigate through that pain and that trauma and you become a better person. Because for example, it's not even just about us men. It's even with girls, young girls. Having a father that's not present in your life, what do you know what a man should be like? Mm, you know? How do you choose the right man if your father is not in your life? Do you understand? Yeah, so you now to base that off of, you know, like even if your exactly. father was good or bad, you have nothing to base your, your decision off of. Exactly. And then now there come the terrible choices in boyfriends, husbands, because the bare minimum is, 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 is just good enough for you. You know, so I, I think men need to understand the importance of their role in their kids' life. Because one thing I can say is women are always present. That's obviously the small steps, which isn't the topic today, but we need to play a better role as men. Our fathers need to do better. The change starts with us. It's, it starts with us, guys. And it's, that's what we have in this podcast. Yeah. You know, to educate people. Create awareness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, Well said, Woodward. Just, yeah, very well said, dude. But um, just like, I'm really glad that you brought that up, dude. Just to... to signal it directly to men mm. like because we're not open about our emotions dude like deal with your baggage oh, yeah that's that's it. that's, that's, that's <laughs> hot like, on. That's you know the thing is baggage, you made a decision bro like it's all cool and it's all this and that you know like how you know like maybe you maybe it was an accident you know and maybe you you'd you like you didn't love this chick you know like this chick you're doing yes. you're having sex with you know and like maybe you had a child by accident and it's not somebody you would want to have a child with you being a man is taking accountability for your actions bro like taking there accountability for the the things that come on the back end of decisions you made like if in a split second you've decided to to have sex with somebody whether you love them or not whether you think that this is somebody you want to be with or not whether you think you're ready to have a child or not, you made a decision in that in that moment to do what you did. You you weren't doing it unprotected. Even if you you had protected sex, if if something happens, you knew in your mind that this is a is a possibility, you know, now you gotta step up to the plate and you gotta be a real man and you gotta take accountability for your actions, you know. You can't now just say it wasn't on purpose, those weren't my intentions, you deal with it. Because that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair because now this child's going to grow up and this child's going to have, like, issues, you know? Like, or this woman, you're going to put that woman through so much, um, like, trouble trying to raise a child alone, you know, trying to figure out the dynamics of everything, having to explain to people when they ask, where's the father? Like, now she has to do that. Now this kid has to answer those questions as well. So, like, you know, you don't have to be in the relationship with that woman, you know? You don't have to at least be semi-present in that kid's life, you know, at least, at least let him know that you acknowledge that the fact that they're your child, you know, you don't have to be yeah. there every day, you don't have to be in the same house, you know, it doesn't even have to be every month, just when you do speak to that child, acknowledge them as your child, call them son, daughter, whatever, like, 
acknowledge that they're a product of you and this was your choice, you know, and give them what they need. Like give them guidance, give them some advice and just be there in one way or another. Like, yeah, you made a decision. You got to step up to the plate and you got to deal with the consequences of something, you know, like that is very true. Yes, sir. That's very true. And I think maybe, you know, people can get more context by watching you guys' previous episode. Yeah. On what a man is, you know, and touching on that, I think it's, it's not manly to not handle the consequences of your actions, you know, to run away from, you know, having a kid or impregnating a woman. It's, you have to step up. Literally. Definitely agree with you, man. You have to step up. Yeah. That's it's, it. it's always going to be easier said than done because obviously things get in the way. And mm-hmm. Everybody has their life, you know, but you now can't just say, well, I have the choice, so I'm choosing the easy way out. That lady doesn't have the choice now. She's got something growing inside of her. She has to deal with the child, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't say it's not my not my problem. You can't just because it's difficult say it's not my issue to deal with, you know. You it's it's not, it's not fair on anyone, you know, and like things always come back to bite you. Um there's always karma, I believe in in ultimate justice of life. So I believe that what you dish out comes back to you in one way or another. It might take a few years, but it'll always come back to you. Um, like the, women are women are a lot more um you know and like i don't want anyone to think that i'm sexist yeah or not but i think f- like feminine energy you know biologically like as animals and as mammals like females are, are more prone to be very caring of the young um and they're, they're, they're better at raising like the young right and i think like if you take it back thousands of whatever many years like men would be like the hunters and the protectors of like the pride or like you know like the family and everything and then the woman would take care of the young you know so like those are very stereotypical gender roles you know but we have to understand that we aren't in those times now and you you can't just be reproducing and like saying Mm. oh no like i'm providing you know i'm i'm this and that and you're just going on with your life and forcing the woman to uh to raise the child on her own because these days women have to work women have to be a part of the, of society they have their own plans and goals you know and they can't just focus on a child so That's it takes a lot of energy and effort to to raise a child and they need a lot of love and they need a lot of guidance so that that needs that work needs to be split you know like these days you can't just have i mean you can i don't want to say you can't but it it definitely it's a massive, massive, massive job to raise a child. So it makes it a lot easier if there's two people um, doing it together. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, uh, speaking about the stereotypes, um, we also have to be cognizant of the fact that it's the 21st century now, and gender roles now are becoming very blurred. Mm-hmm. You know, so men can do what women do, and vice versa. So as much as we, we can't wonder from the fact that women naturally are nurturers yeah and they, they just nurture they do it better than what we do but doesn't mean we can't do it as well yeah you know we have the ability to look up to kids raise kids i've read of stories on the internet where fathers raised their daughters and their sons without a mother because mm-hmm. the mother passed away so what society has programmed us to think that women are looking up to kids and men are hunters or supporters that's it's not important in this day and age because we can, women can work, like you said, men can work, and we can also raise kids as well, and so can women. Yeah. So we just have to, you know, 
work together and both of them both, you know, raise kids together and support the family together and be present. That's be the present. most important thing, present emotion as a father. I touched on, um, on the previous episode, based off what you said, yeah, I touched on it a little bit where I spoke about how everyone has masculine and feminine energy inside of them mm-hmm. and at different times, different situations that certain energy is brought out. So being nurturing and caring for your young might be a feminine energy, yes. but, but it's still inside like, of you. Exactly, yeah. male and female energy True. inside of us, it's still in you. Yeah, and there's also that, that, that inner child. You know, think about when you were a child, go back, don't try and suppress the memories or the pain, like, think about it for a few moments, you know, like, how would you feel if you were the child and the father was not there? You know, like, it's actually, it's going down the route of like, you know, of us telling men how to behave as parents. And it's not actually where I thought it was going to go at all. (laughs) I thought it was was mainly going to be like telling people how to deal with parents that weren't there but now we're kind of like yeah. telling people like you can't and i think it's because we've realized that you can't change anything, you, know? you can't go back you can't go back you can't say it should he should have done this and he should have done that and I, he wasn't the person i wanted him to be it doesn't matter if he was the person you wanted him to be he was the person you needed him to be for you to become who you are you know mm. and it might not be something you can see right now but if if you know that if you know you're you have good intentions and you know you're a good person then somehow in some way the person he was influenced that you know he he did in some way make you who you are you know whether he was there or not there um then if you if maybe you looked up looked up to somebody else you know like if your father wasn't there, there was somebody else who you saw, maybe um, an uncle or maybe a grandfather or um, a friend, like somebody on TV even, like it could have been somebody else, but you looked up to somebody and maybe if your father was there, you wouldn't have found that person, you know, like you just don't know how things play out on the back end of things. So never say, I wish this and I wish that. Always just try to be understanding and I think forgiveness is is a big part of it because if you're going to be resentful towards your your, your parents, you're never going to be able to develop that relationship um, at a later stage. You know, I, I think you said, Audra, like you've, you, you managed to like reconnect with your father and like you guys um, yeah, spent quite a bit of time together. Like if you had resentment and you were angry and like, and you know, the whole time you, like you, did, you said, well, well, he didn't want to be a part of my life. Why should I meet up with him? You know, why should, why should I, why, 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 you, you're just like resentful, like what's the point, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're hurting yourself, that's, that's, you're that's, no that's better than them if you're going to have that attitude. Yeah, I think, you know, that it's as much as you're a person, you go through emotions, and I think it's important to allow yourself to experience those emotions, whether you want to cry or you want to bang stuff, go through that. But the most important thing is, you must forgive yourself because if you don't forgive yourself or that person, it actually eats you up inside more than that person because you've got the resentment and this hate inside you. You can't live your life. Just, you know, work on forgiving yourself and just relaxing and living your life the best to like every single day. Yeah, that's true, bro. So like if I want to ask uh, you, Audra, um, yeah, what would you tell yourself if you could go back to like, 10 year old Ordwa, 
what would you mm. what would the advice you said to yourself be you know it's a nice question uh, i'd say so many things really um but i think for me um you know just keeping in this topic um would be i tell myself i must understand the role i'm going to play as a man but also i need to understand the atmosphere and the environment of what men are doing in a society nowadays. Yeah. So I think I would have tried my best to, you know, support my mother a bit better because as much as she was raised as a single mother, my dad was still there, but she still needed to have that male support. But at the same time, I was still a kid, so I couldn't give that to her because I need to also live my life, you know. Mm. But also I told myself that experience your emotions, go through what you're feeling at that moment because it helps you become a better person, you know. Confront conflict when it comes, because you know I always believe that conflict is very important, and those are things that my father never actually taught me that I learned along the way. You see, so yeah, definitely, I'd give myself that advice when I was ten. That's powerful, bro. That's uh, yeah. That's what, 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 what about you guys? Like what? What would we tell ourselves back when we were, if we were yeah, ten? Yeah, if you were ten. You go first. You <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tricky. It is tricky. It's tricky. It's a tricky one. You were grade four. Um, four. <laughs> you were grade when four. I was in grade four, oh. bro, I was so fat. <laughs> I would tell myself to get on the treadmill. <laughs> dude, the person that kept to my mind was also like, like something shallow, dude. Yeah. I was going to tell myself like, don't swing on pull-up bars because <laughs> when, I was in, when I was aggressive and I was swing on pull-up bars and I broke my arm, dude, and it like put me back on my swimming career quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And then that's like when things started going downhill. So I'll be like, don't, don't swing on the pull-up bar. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, you know what Jamin is saying is for a lot of people, um, they might see something that's minuscule or something shallow, but you don't know how much something means to someone, you know? And the smallest advice can make such a big difference in someone's daily life, mm. you see. And, you know, for you, example, today, you're a gym freak, gym fanatic, and that would have made a difference in your life mm. at that specific time. So that's going back to what he said. You need to actually speak to kids as a father. What does a kid want? How do they receive love? And you become that father that they need, not the father that you needed, the father that they need, because he might not be the same. Nice. You see? Yeah, I hear you. I want to... As much as I would tell myself, like, I would expand on that, you know, I wouldn't just say, like, get on the treadmill, you know what I mean? Because people were telling me that. <laughs> people, were, people were telling me that. <laughs> 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 so, um, like, I would expand on it, like, because if, if I was 10 and I knew that 20-year-old me is talking to me, right, it's not just some random 20-year-old. If I knew it was me telling me advice, I would say, like, um, you know, like, you need to look after yourself because, you know, and I'd explain that. Because taking steps forward and, and working on yourself is going to be the most satisfying thing that you could ever do. Doing, achieving random external things, um, working hard at something, you know, like that's cool and that's nice, but it's never going to give you that satisfaction of elevating yourself. Um, you mm. know, I tell myself to, to learn about myself, not learn about random facts that you don't need. I'd say like learn about expanding your awareness and, your, and, your, and the level of your mindset and I'd tell myself to just look after myself, you know, like become a better man. And I'd say, don't, don't think that anything should be different. Accept things for the way that they are because everything happens for a reason. 
I would just stress that I would say like, don't be resentful. Don't wish anything was different. Understand that everything happens for a reason and just every single day work hard on just becoming a better man, being, being a better person and being able to help other people. I would, like that's honestly all I would say because I think everything can fit within that. You know, if you just strive every day to be a better person um, and you understand everything is meant to be the way that it is, then what what other advice do you really need? You know, that's the advice that I needed when I was that age, for sure. And, you know, you know also like what I've realized now um, is just also like being aware of um, how things are right now in the world. I think I would have had a very deep chat with myself in terms of um, how to treat a woman. You know, in terms of like speaking a certain way, using the correct, incorrect words, touching them appropriately and inappropriately. Because I feel like as teenagers, you're 10 years old, preteen, you're still about to be a teenager and you're almost about to go, they start your age. I think we didn't understand the importance of what we did to girls when we were at that age as men. So I think I would have had that type to myself as well, just to make sure I'm going to be a respectable and a man with integrity, even though I'm so young, but I work hard to make sure I respect everyone around me. And I think that's, that goes a very long way. And don't just respect your teachers, respect your friends, respect everyone. Yeah. Just give them respect because it's something that's very important in life. Yeah. It's, I think it's difficult for, for, for men to, like we were talking earlier, remember when we said um, we tend to respect our, our, our fathers more than we respected um, our mothers. It's it's yes. like it's even more difficult to respect a, a woman that's smaller than you and le- and younger than you because then it's like exactly even worse. You know what I mean? Like you you, you might respect you you respect somebody who's older than you and stronger and bigger than you and more powerful. You know, like that's yes. almost like given. It's like you, you respect them for survival actually because if you don't respect yeah. them, you get a smack. You know what I mean? It's like there's, <laughs> con- there's straight up consequences of not respecting the person who's got power over you. You know, and that can come from your mom as well, you know, but when, when now you're in the position of power, do you respect somebody who's vulnerable? You know what I mean? It's like, do you give that person respect? That's, that's a lot harder. And some people, when they were younger, they, they didn't feel that respect from their father. They didn't feel like their father gave them respect, I think. So it's, it's like, in a way, they, they've, they've lacked that sense of feeling respected. And they think that the only way to get that respect is to uh, be be dominant. You know what I mean? To be like powerful. You know what I mean? To like yes. force respect on from other people onto them. You know. So it's like it it might be like I don't. I think I'm uh, going a bit like over the line. But like, um, but it's it's not necessarily just like physically. It's also you know verbally. Like if you're gonna like give comments at somebody and like you. You basically you you're trying to you're stealing their like it's just it's it's an ineffective and selfish way of trying to take attention and place the attention on yourself or trying to assert dominance over somebody to try and like bully them or like say a comment and you might say it's like a joke you know but it's not really a joke it's not funny you know like you can't say something rude and then say it's it's a joke on the back end as your escape you know what i mean that's like well i'm gonna say this thing and then if i get caught out or if if someone's offended and they actually like defend themselves then i'm just gonna say oh it's a joke you know that's that's not a, it's not a way out it's not mm. yeah that's true. that's true no here we come from brad it's like it's like a cocky male dude the guy that's cocky 
is literally the most insecure guy. Yeah. It's like the same principle as what he's saying now. Yeah, that comes from yeah. somewhere. You know, that some, yeah, something's causing that. They're overcompensating yes. for something. There's something that's lacking there and they, f- they feel like they need to be powerful because maybe they feel super small. So they feel like they need to be dominant. And <laughs> it's, like, it's like subtle penis yeah, jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And I think with that being said, I think um, be nice to people, man. Just yeah. be nice. You don't know what someone is going through. You don't know what family someone t- comes from. You don't know what trauma they're dealing with. And you being a nice person makes the day just a little bit better. You know, and I think we need to be that happy factor that we add to someone's life because that's how people literally live every single day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, to to sum up this whole conversation in like very very simple terms, it's basically we're enforcing maleism, which is like feminism but for mm. males. So. <laughs> Like you, maleism, <laughs> trademarked, trademarked. <laughs> so um, naturally, you're gonna go through traumas as you develop as a child, and it might be from a lacking father figure, yeah, or it might be from something else, dude. But um, it's up to you to deal with that trauma and go seek the professional help, like a therapist Definitely. or a close mate. I'll still say therapist, but like close, close mate yeah. to start, to start, yeah, and uh overcome that baggage to be a man yeah that's so, great bro i don't know what do you guys think does that like sum, yeah, that, sum that up? definitely sums it up yeah. like, are you guys are you guys happy with um pretty much calling it there or is there anything else that you pretty much want to add yeah no i'm i'm happy you know we've discussed about other things i don't know about you was. i want to add like one thing but it's like a big backtrack dude okay from um when you're talking about you know when you said you're your parents, how you can't really be angry at them because it's all from a place of love. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to to add in a little thing. Um, I was going through relationship struggles a while back. Like I know it doesn't really relate, but anyway, I was like reading articles and stuff like that, and I read this one thing that was saying that usually when you when a couple fought, you should sit down and speak about why they did what they did, because what they did usually comes from a place of love. But yeah. you just didn't understand that, in a sense. That's so, so true, don't explain bro. why you said what you did. So, mm. like maybe you're saving for a holiday, and then it's your girlfriend's birthday. So you yeah. go out and you spend like half the holiday budget on a present for her, and mm. you think you're coming from a place of love and like giving her a nice present. But in her eyes, she's like, "Why did you just waste all this money?" Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then sit down and speak about where it's coming yeah. from. But Joe, you can apply that to a lot of things, not just relationships. It's just the context I learned it in. I wanted to yeah. drop that little piece of advice. Yeah. Be empathetic, man. That's my advice. <laughs> just trying, it's to understand. Stop judging people. Stop judging your parents. Yeah. Stop judging yourself. Understand. Everyone wants the same thing. Everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to feel important. Everyone wants those two things, you know. True. So understand that yeah, most of the time people are just doing what they're doing to get those two things they're trying to feel important when they're trying to get love in one way or another so just instead of judging them try to understand and you say well i can't understand somebody who does this cruel thing to to do something well that's that's the only way that they know that they can feel important enough maybe that maybe it's only through violence that they that they feel important you know like that's the only way that they can feel significant you know like that's the only way that people pay attention to them you're like but just try and understand because then 
if you don't resent people, you don't have any of that pain in your own heart. You know, it's like the only person you're hurting by being angry at somebody is yourself. It's not going to change the situation. It doesn't work. Yeah. Definitely. It's a deep point. I like it though. Same. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. So then I'm, I'm happy. I'm also happy, I'm also happy lads. Cool. Brad, 